Abiding Hope Church's podcast of our weekly sermons. For more information about our church, please visit abidinghope.org. Gospel from John chapter 13. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, my family was not like a go-to-church-every-weekend family growing up, but I did go to church camp every summer. And every summer, I would come back from church camp with a bracelet, multiple colors of bracelets. I used to have a whole collection, and there were four letters on that bracelet. What were the four letters? WWJD. Multiple people have, had, have said love. That probably would have been better theologically. We'll get to that. But it's a WWJD standing for what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And we would put these bracelets on our hands or on our wrists, excuse me, after a week of camp and we would go back to school in the fall and I would look around and multiple people would have the same bracelet. People who went to different church camps or had done different things at their church that summer would have different colored bracelets, and we'd all kind of compare. And I remember feeling so comforted by the fact that other people had this same bracelet, that other people had spent their summer doing church things too. I even remember one year ours were tie-dye, and I felt cooler than everybody else. And we would all have these bracelets. And some people would have these bracelets who who didn't go to church during the year, but they'd happened to go to camp that summer. A few people who were Jewish or other religions would have these bracelets because they got sort of brought along to camp that summer. Maybe that's just Minnesota culture. I'm not, I'm not sure how familiar you are with camp, but that was big for us. And I remember some people not having bracelets. And I remember thinking, oh, they must not go to church. One of the signs of church must be this bracelet. Imagine my disappointment when I read this passage years later, where Jesus says, the commandment I give to you is to love one another, and people will know that you are of me by your love for one another. And I realized that a bracelet is not the marker of a Christian. And if that bracelet makes people feel left out or not included, a bracelet is actually the antithesis of a marker of a Christian because it is not propelling you to love someone else. Shoot. Our text today is very, very simple and also very, very difficult. Jesus says, people will know that you are a part of me if you love one another. 
And the Greek here, the word for love is this agape love. Pastor Jay talked about different types of love a few weeks ago. And agape love is the one that God has for us. Agape love is love that is so strong for someone else that you disregard your own needs by caring for the other. That is what this agape love is. It is not love for a certain food or a certain sports team. Sorry, Pastor Doug. Agape love is deeper than that. It requires one to give up oneself. Bad time joke, because I kept going. I apologize. It requires one to give up of oneself for the other. That is this agape love. So Jesus says, it is really, really simple. You just do one thing. You just love the way that I've loved, and people will know that you are a part of me. Love the way that I have loved. And Jesus was really good at love. Right? We, we have stories of Jesus inviting people who were outcast to eat with them. Jesus looking into their souls and seeing the pain there and loving them and inviting them into his table. We have stories of Jesus seeing people with different ailments and before he heals them, looking at them and loving them. If you read the miracle stories, they almost always start with love. Yes, Jesus did wonderful things. Love propelled Jesus into action, but he started by seeing people as a part of him. Jesus started with this agape love that says that I am connected to you, and that is what propelled his action. So when Jesus says, go love as I have loved, Jesus isn't giving us a laundry list of tasks because he doesn't need to. Everything else Jesus tells us to do, care for the poor, feed the hungry, work towards justice, that will all come if we love. When you love someone, you see them as a part of you, and so whatever needs they have become your needs. Jesus doesn't tell us, need to tell us what else to do, only to love. As one of my friends like to, likes to say, love, you have to love everybody, but we don't have to barbecue with everybody. In our culture, we often think that we fall in love, that love is a feeling, right? We watch it in the movies, people see each other across the room and they fall into love and they can't explain it, but now they love that person. That's not what Jesus tells us love is. It's not about feeling happy when you're around someone. It's not necessarily something you can't control, but when Jesus commands us to love, it is to be disciplined in our love. It is to love everyone by seeing who they are regardless of if we think they're the most fun person to be around. When we love as a discipline, it is a discipline of respecting each other enough that we see them as a part of us, as equal to us, and as a sibling in Christ. That is what that love is. You can love with boundaries. You don't have to barbecue with everybody, but you are commanded to make love a discipline and to care for everyone. And Jesus is saying this, the text, um, this text comes to us on, at the Last Supper. So our text today is right after Judas has left to betray Jesus at the Last Supper. For lack of a better term, he is on his deathbed. And what he says is that God, God's glory has been fulfilled in the son of the human being, often translated the son of man, which is to say Jesus, and that we are to love people. So those of us who know this story well know that God, or Jesus has just said God's glory has been fulfilled before Jesus goes to the cross. And yes, the cross 
matters. The resurrection matters. We are currently in the season of celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but God's glory has been fulfilled in love. In the way that Jesus has loved the people he's come across. And yes, that has sparked action, and it's sparked action out of this love. Where Jesus meets someone and their needs become more important than his own, so much so that he has made some authorities really mad. And he's going to end up on a cross. So when we say we are people of God, when we say we are followers of Jesus Christ, when we say we are Christians or people who go to church, what we are called to do is love. You notice that Jesus does not say, recite the Apostles' Creed, which hadn't been written yet, by the way. Jesus does not say, do these actions correctly. It is not so much about going to church or fulfilling certain rules, right? Jesus doesn't allow this to be actions because actions are really easy to sort of limp your way through. This commandment is replacing the commandments in the Hebrew Bible. Do you guys remember the Ten Commandments? They're really hard to follow and also they are a whole lot easier than loving people, right? I haven't even killed anyone today. I'm doing great, personally. I hope you are too. (laughs) Right? Jesus doesn't give us an uh, easy list of tasks because when we love someone that, that calls us out of ourselves and into being a resurrected person so full of the love of God that we are sharing that. And if you're a little bit tired this morning and you're thinking that loving every single person you come into contact with would be draining and exhausting and you'll just stay home, that's okay. Because Jesus says, love as I have loved you, which is to say, allow the love of God to flow through you out into the world. This isn't something that we do by our own might. This isn't something that we do by our own might. This is something we do as we are allowing God's love to flow through us. And so if you are tired, your task today is to be filled up with the love of God. To trust that Jesus came to earth to love you. And that wherever you need rest or abundance or restoration in your life, God is looking at your soul and loving you. Please do not leave here with another item on your to-do list, like, well, I got to love in addition to get groceries. But full of the love of Christ and trusting that Jesus came into this world to show you that God loves you. And your task is to let that love flow through you. Love one another. One commandment, a whole lot easier to remember than those first 10 and a lot harder to do. Someone I have had the joy of meeting who flows God's love through her, her name is Nikki. And she lives on the north side of Chicago. Nikki had been living in Indiana and she came to a place where she needed to make a change in her life. She didn't feel like she was spreading love in the world and she was pretty depressed and anxious and frustrated. So she sold everything she had and she moved into a tiny apartment on the north side of Chicago and she gave herself three months without a job to just walk the streets. She set times that she was going to walk the streets. She would walk at seven, she would walk at noon, and she made sure some of the times she walked the streets were when she maybe didn't want to walk the streets in that neighborhood. It wasn't a great spot for her to be, but she would walk at 11 p.m. and she would walk at 1 a.m. And she started by just saying hi to people. Just hi. And then as people started to get to know her, she would introduce herself. She would say hi. 
I'm Nikki. And she noticed that the more time she spent standing in front of someone, the longer that she lingered, the more people started to share. So she said at first it was, hi, I'm I'm Nikki, and people would be like, hi. And then they started to share their name, and pretty soon she was saying, how are you today? And people would say, oh, I'm fine. You know the thing you do when you're not fine, but you're not quite ready to share? And then people started to tell her how they were. And she would just stand and give them her full attention and care for them. That is loving for people. Loving people, excuse me. And yeah, Nikki ended up, you know the end of the story. She made like four nonprofits that are doing great in that neighborhood and all those things. But that action was spurred out of her love. The amazing part of that story is that Nikki recognized a lack of love in her life and she changed it by loving other people and just giving them her full attention. And if you walk those streets with Nikki, everybody knows who she is. And she'll tell you that some of those people really annoy her, but she loves them. And she'll tell you that some of those people are her best friends because she stopped and she loved them. We have one commandment today. Jesus, before he went to the cross, had limited time to give final instructions. And it was to love people. That we are called to love people. And I am guessing most of us are not going to sell everything we own and move to a bad neighborhood. If you are, talk to me. You're really cool. But I'm guessing we all have people in our lives we've been walking past and failing to love. So your task for this week is to find someone in your home, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school, the grocery store, and love them better by giving them your full attention and caring more about them than yourself. Because as we are called to love, it is with that agape love, that love that is more about the other, that love that calls you to disregard yourself and give your full attention to the person in front of you. Let's love. Amen.